What up? Hey, hey. How's life? Uh, life is good. Marvel just came out, so I've been crack fiending on that shit, but we'll get to that later. Nice, nice. Yeah. How well, about you? Uh, you know, I'm getting sick. All right, sweet. That's, that's great. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Best news that anybody's gotten ever. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting sick. Oh, that sounds great. It's, yeah, I'm sure it's a raucous of a good time. Bitch, you guessed it. Yeah. Okay, so welcome to another edition of Real Nerd Hours, a podcast ostensibly about nerd shit, uh, anime, movies, music, whatever, whatever, so on and so forth. <laughs> you guys already know what this podcast is about, and if you're a new listener, you're going you gonna to learn today. Yeah, you're going to find out. You're going to learn what the fuck it is in here. Yes, you will, sir or madam. Oh, boy. Yep. So, you've been playing Marvel. I have. Tell me. Tell me more. All right. So, it's Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. It is the the long-awaited sequel to Marvel vs. Capcom 3. It's it, it was off to a really rocky start for uh, a lot of people when it was first announced because the, the roster is kind of underwhelming. Chun-Li's face was a hot mess. Actually, a lot of their faces... A few of them are still a little homely looking. I'm looking at you, Spencer. <laughs> Spencer looks like he's a few IQ points short. Uh, Damn, you're saying he looks like a downy? A little bit. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's fucked up. A little bit. But the game, like as bad as the reception has been, as bad as a lot of people were saying it was going to be, the game was fun as fuck. Like, as I mentioned after playing the demo at Evo, a lot of the feeling of this game is that you can do basically anything. You can tag out at any time, just about any time, to your other character. It's 2v2. And, you know, if you have Dante and Ryu, as soon as you Hadouken, you can bring in Dante and teleport behind them. And then now they have to block it as if they were facing Dante. It makes for some really cool mix-ups. It makes for some very interesting combos. Your team composition is less rigid than it used to be in like Marvel 2 or 3. In Marvel 2, there was, you know, the point, the and there was the point character, the assist character, and the battery. Or, no, the point would be your battery. Whatever, I didn't play a ton of Marvel 2. But you had like very specific roles for your characters. And then like in Marvel 3, you had usually some sort of shell, as they called it, where it would be two characters that pair well together and then a third character that just kind of rounds it out. Like, I played the Haggard Dormammu shell with Doctor Strange backing it up as my assist. You know, most of that was reliant on Hagger and then and Dormammu, whereas Doctor Strange didn't do as much. He just had a good assist. This one, you got two characters. Both of them are vital. Both of them have to do all the work because you're switching between them so much. You can't just say... Okay, I've got a sick hagger. I don't need anything else. No, you need to have a second character. And, uh, yeah. The stones are also really cool. They make for some interesting uh, tech... Just tech that people have come up with. You know, What do they do exactly? So there's the six Infinity Stones. As most people are familiar with comics, should know the, the Infinity Stones just in general. So you got the Power Stone in the game. It just has this... Um, so basically, there's there's a, a infinity surge and infinity storm, as they call it. So surge, you can do 
at any time during the game. It's like a special attack. And then Storm is like a super for that stone. So the Power Stone, the Surge is just a little attack and it does a wall bounce and it does pretty good damage. And then the Storm, when you activate it, all of your stuff does a ton of damage and you can't get push blocked. And I think that's about it. I think there's a little bit of like certain combos only work in Power Storm, but I haven't really been messing with that too much. I, I don't know for sure. Then you have the Time Stone, which does a, a short teleport kind of thing. It's like a dash through. And if you storm, you can link, you can cancel any attack into just about any other attack. So if you have Hulk, you can just press heavy punch, heavy punch, heavy punch, heavy punch, and it combos. Uh, then there's the Mind Stone, which is largely useless thus far. The attack is a command grab, which has terrible range, but it stuns them. So like if you hit them with it, you basically get a free combo off of that. And then the storm fills up your super meter pretty quickly. So it ends up, you have four bars of super maximum, but you get somewhere around six or seven bars total out of the storm. Holy shit. Yeah. So it, it's pretty cool. But I, as of right now, I'm saying it's the worst stone. I'm kind of hoping that someone will prove me wrong because I'm thinking it's kind of useless right now. There's the Space Stone, which the Surge brings the enemy closer to you. It, like, just pulls them in. And the Storm, it puts them in a box. Like, it's this, it's a cube. It's the shame cube. So, you're locked <laughs> into this box. And then you, whoever used it can move freely. But whoever, the opponent, they're stuck in there. They can't switch out to their other partner. They can't do... They can't move outside of the box. They can still do projectiles that reach outside of the box, but you're stuck in there. So there's also combos that are dependent on people being in the cube. It's it's a really interesting one. Then there's uh, the Soul Gem, which is really cool, or the Soul Stone. And so its attack is like this, this whip that comes out and like smacks them, and it, it steals a little bit of life. And then what the storm does is it brings both characters onto the screen and you just wail on them from both sides or from the same side or whatever. It just it puts both of your characters on the screen at once and you're controlling them both at the same time, similar to what they did in Marvel vs. Capcom 1. But what's really interesting is that if you have one dead character and you use that, it brings them back to life. Oh, nice. With how much health? If it's full meter... Because like it, the gauge increases as you get take damage and as you use the stone. If it's full, they get back like twenty percent life, and if it's like barely anything, they get they get nothing. But they're back. <laughs> so if you if you use it at the right time, it's game changing. If you use it at the wrong time, you're fucked because now both characters are getting hit. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then there's also the reality stone which uh, the attack just shoots out this slow projectile that homes in on the enemy. And the storm, when you press a button, it summons an element. So like if you press heavy punch, there's this like fire dragon that comes across and does a bunch of damage. 
it's really cool. And I, I think that's one of the ones that has probably the most potential. And as of right now, people are saying it's probably the best gem for day one. Cause it's really easy. You don't have to like with the time stone, you have to make it work. You know, you can't just do whatever you want and it'll work. The reality stone, just keep doing what you're doing. And it's just an advantage, you know? Nice. Yeah. So tell me why these the Infinity Stone system is better than the gem system in Tekken Cross Street Fighter or Street Fighter Cross oh, Tekken, excuse me. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> so the gem system was something kind of, it was an interesting idea, but it had a few flaws to it. So the gem system, you you started with a few default gems and what they would do is like, okay, uh, if you have this gem, you build more meter or you take less damage or whatever. And they would usually have activation. Um, uh, they would have activation conditions. So it's like, oh, if you get hit by a 20 hit combo, your defense increases. Something like that, which was cool. It's an interesting idea, but it had a few major flaws. One was that you had to set them up beforehand. So you couldn't. You couldn't just like be in the character select screen and say, okay, I want this gem, this gem, this gem. No, you had to set it up as a, as like a set. I think you had three gems for your team and you would have to go through and customize the set in a totally separate menu and then go with that. So for tournaments, that's a total nightmare. That is complete. Like it, it adds like another five minutes of setup time. And then the, other major flaw was that you had to unlock them or you could buy them. So those are your options. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it was it was a cute idea, but it was never meant for tournament play. So I'm not going to lie. That was the of all the fighting games I've ever played. That was the one that I was second best at. Oh, uh, Skullgirls was number one. Not to say that I was very good at either. Right. But I could rip shit on occasion in Skullgirls. For like maybe a two month period when I was living in LA, ah. but with Tekken Cross Street Fighter, I was the shit at it. Everything was super easy in that game. That game was actually very easy to play. It it, it had so many flaws. It really ruined the game in a lot of ways. So like, at first I was hating on it because I thought the art direction was trash, which I still I like it. It's just Street Fighter Four. Yeah, but I felt like they made the Tekken characters look really weird. Like, I played Law. Law's who I play in Tekken. So, when I saw that they made him almost like a joke character, kind of. Like, he was really good, but, it, like, they treated him as a joke character. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Law's fucking Bruce Lee. Like, why y'all doing this to my boy? But then I played it. And I'm like, okay, this game's actually really fun. And then I played it some more. I'm like, oh, this game's dumb as fuck. Because I was playing against one of my college friends, and he played Cammy, and Cammy had a four-frame jab, so that's a, a pretty fast jab. That's kind of standard for a lot of games. That had five frames of hit stun or uh, block stun, which means he can jab, walk forward, and jab again, and there's not a fucking thing you can do about it. Oh, if you're actually, I think it'll carry you to the corner. If I remember correctly, like if you block one jab, you're stuck unless your character has an invincible move on startup. So like 
Ryu can get out of that, for example. But I was playing Law, whose only invincible move required meter. So I would have to sit there and block it until I gained enough meter to then reversal it. And if he saw I had meter, all he has to do is stop. And then he can punish me for doing this move. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's part of fighting games that I could never get with, like frame counting. Yeah. I, I assume it becomes subconscious at a certain point. Kind of. So I don't really pay attention to frame data too much. All you need to know is very specific moves. Like you need to, you should know your fastest move. And generally for most characters, like it's always going to be between four to six frames. So all you need to know is these characters have a four frame move. These characters have a five. These characters have a six, whatever. It's a really like general thing. And then you also just need to know invincible moves, but that's the kind of stuff that you can pick up just from playing the game. You don't actually need to know the frame data. The only one that you really need to study it with is Tekken. For some reason, Tekken is all about the frame data. That's interesting. Yeah. So if, with fighting games, this is something that I've noticed. Maybe I'm dead wrong, but I want to say basically everyone plays the same like seven or eight characters or so. Generally speaking, yeah. And then sometimes on occasion what you'll have is somebody come through with somebody that nobody ever plays because that player is seen as like low tier. Like wasn't DJ a low tier character? Yeah. And then somebody came through and beat a bunch of ass with them. Yeah. And it's probably would you would you consider that something like, oh, it's because people don't look at this character often. One hundred percent. Like okay. it's so with better balanced games. I just want to throw this out here real quick. There is no such thing as a perfectly balanced game because a perfectly balanced game would be boring. Then, because if everyone can do the same things, hey, now it's balanced. But now everyone's the same. So what's the fucking point? But uh, when you have characters who are weird and kind of bad, like say Modok in Marvel Three. He wasn't seen as a very good character. He was like low mid, maybe just straight mid tier in that game. But since there's so many characters, that means that there's still like 20 characters better than him. So not a lot of people were playing Modok, even if he was decent. So if you went against a good Modok, you would have no idea what to do because he's so different and so weird and so few people play him that this Modok who if he was on, say, Virgil, would be considered mediocre because everyone knows how to play against Virgil because everyone plays Virgil. But then this same caliber of player on a weird character will tear shit up because no one knows what to do. Have you played Dragon Ball Fighters? I only touched the first demo. I didn't get into the beta, and I haven't really been keeping up with the footage just because the beta was so soon, so close to the Marvel launch that I was really just watching that. But what I've seen of it, the game looks cool. Okay. There's a lot of this versus that with that and Marvel Infinite. Yeah. Okay. So on that subject, I think both games are going to be really cool. I'm really enjoying Marvel Infinite and most people who have played it are saying the same. But I also think Dragon Ball Fighters is going to be very good. It's just a totally different game. The, the main source of comparison, is, of course, is because they're both team games. It's 2v2 and a 3v3. But they work very differently. The pacing is different. 
the whole style of the game is very different. Dragon Ball is closer to like Blaze Blue than it is to Marvel. Really? Yeah. I think I've played Blaze Blue once. It you know Blaze Blue was actually really fun. It was kind of like a beginner's guide to Guilty Gear. <laughs> oh, it had all the crazy inputs and shit. Yeah, it was a lot of the same sort of stuff, but it was like it was just more forgiving on combos. Blocking was easier. Like it was just a, a kind of a dumbed down Guilty Gear, and that sounds like an insult, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Guilty Gear is really hard to play, but. Yeah, it was just a more accessible version of it, basically. Okay. And I think Dragon Ball is going to be kind of kind of in between the two. Because you have multiple characters now, that turns up the craziness factor at least a little bit. But it doesn't seem quite as fast-paced as Guilty Gear. But I haven't really played it much myself. And we're still in beta. And, you know, as games get fleshed out, they get more crazy. Yeah. From from what I've heard about Dragon Ball Fighters, they're having a harder time balancing it mm. than, of course, something like Marvel versus Capcom because those people working on Capcom or Marvel, they've uh, been on it exactly. Yeah. Whereas with Dragon Ball Fighters, it's kind of just like I mean, not everybody's brand new to it, sure, but they're having more trouble. Yeah, it's interesting because Arc System Works actually working on two tag team games at the same time because there's also the blaze blue cross tag battle that they're doing which is like blaze blue guilty gear persona and unil it's a four-way crossover thing which is also pretty cool and they haven't said much on that yet but then arc says is also developing dragon ball fighter z so there's a lot on their plate right now and this is as far as i know their first foray into multiple character fighting and with with dragon ball you have you have assists a lot of the characters have teleports almost everyone has a projectile like that's a lot to handle i'm pretty with. sure every single character has a projectile i'm pretty sure i mean i mean a lot so of far i mean just yeah. based on what i know about dragon ball right it wouldn't make much sense to not have a character with a projectile in yeah. this sort of game like they're not gonna fucking put yajirobe in it right i mean yeah br- Short of Yajirobe and Hercule, like everyone's <laughs> gonna have some sort of beam attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that makes things difficult. And then you have like Android 16, who has an invincible instant kill grab. Oh, yeah, his suicide. Yeah, his suicide that attack. Just leaves him with a sliver. <laughs> yep. that's a, I, I think that's his level seven, though. Or, I mean, not level 7, but it's got to be his level 3 combo. Yeah, it's his level 3, but it's straight up, it's invincible, he jumps at you, and you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it seems like that's a bad move. Oh, yeah, it's probably actually bad, but I'm sure it'll work every once in a while. Yeah, catch somebody by surprise. Yeah. And Krillin is also one of the players that I saw a lot of mm-hmm. that just is kind of trash. He's got projectiles that go in random directions. <laughs> so sometimes they'll go straight. But if you're in the air, what's going to end up happening is they'll go straight and then down, directly down. And there's no way to control it yet. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah see, stuff like that. I think one of the problems that they're going to run into, which we kind of touched on already, is that a lot of the characters kind of need to be the same from a design standpoint. Like Goku and Gohan. 
in the show fight almost the exact same. Vegeta, same shit. Krillin does a little bit of different stuff, so he can be a little different. But, like, all of the Saiyans do mostly the same shit. So how do you differentiate these people and how do you make these guys actually interesting? And then the ones who are different, how do you balance them to all of these guys that are the same shit? (laughs) Yeah, that's the difficult question to answer. Well, I hope they do a good job of it. (laughs) Yeah, same. I really want to play it. I'm, I'm really interested in that. And... Oh, yeah, I guess just that. I, <laughs> I don't really have a lot of interest in Marvel because, I mean, the at this point, at least to me, and this is like a really shitty way to look at things, but I think that the learning curve is too fucking high already because people are coming in from past experiences and not to say that the games are identical but they'll already have a frame of reference to build off of that is definitely true but what i've found like i've been playing some online and right now i'm ranked 12 oh shit the well the way the uh the way the system works is that you start rank 15 and then you just go down from there so rank 15 you're going to run into people who don't know what they're doing but by the time you hit rank 13 it's people that you can tell know what they're doing. And now, now I'm ranked 12. I've lost, I think, six matches out of like 50, something like that. One of the people that beat me is OMG Gets Andre, who's a known player out of the Midwest. And like, the ones who I've lost, most of them were really close. Even against Andre, I got a, I bodied him one game. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm calling you out, Andre. <laughs> but um, put the dick on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, when you reach the higher ranks, that's when you're gonna find people who actually are like really good at the game. But when I was playing in the lower ranks, we were dicking around. I, was, I had my friend Drake over, and we were just dicking around and beating oh, he flew people. down from the six yeah yeah you know me and drake we go way back because people say we look alike so we just kind of <laughs> we hooked up on ig you know it's, it's cool <laughs> but uh yeah like we, we were just dicking around and still winning so as of right now since the game is still new there's going to be a lot of people who weren't in the into marvel 3 because that's the one it's most similar to there are a lot of people who are still new to the game and now is definitely the time if you're interested in playing it at all now's the best time to do it because you're gonna have most people be new then you get crackheads like me who are just gonna whoop your ass and then we'll just move on we're not gonna be in the beginner's lounge because that's boring i'm sure there's gonna be some scumbags that are in there just trying to get their rank up or whatever but i don't give a shit about that i just want to play good people and get better that's legit. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Now, if you had to recommend it to somebody, would you recommend they play on PS4 or on PC? It depends on what you want to do with it. If you want to be a tournament player, I would recommend PS4. But if you're just playing it casually, get on whatever system. Because it's also on Xbox, but I know most tournaments won't be supporting Xbox. Because Capcom and PlayStation... Sony, they, they've kind of got a deal going, so almost every tournament is played on PS4. So I don't really think it's going to be that big of a difference in terms of console. Like, I, I don't think anyone's noticed any console lag differences or anything, which is the biggest thing. 
Uh, Ooh, eight frames of lag. Yeah, that <laughs> mm, that good shit. That's Street Fighter Five. They oh. claim to have fixed it. Did you notice on? Um, I believe it's Dragon Ball Fighters. When you're playing online, it'll tell you how much frame lag there is. Oh no, I didn't, I I haven't seen any net play footage, so I I didn't know that. Yeah, that's it's really kind of cool. sick. Uh, the person I was watching play was bouncing between three and four. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, not that's, at all. It's really good. I mean, I know it's a limited beta, so it's generally going to be smoother than an actual release. But yeah, that's pretty good. Actually, I gotta say the the Marvel Infinite net play has been pretty solid thus far. There's you know been hiccups, but I only had one person ever disconnect, and I think that was legitimately lagging out, not them pulling a switch. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, the the net play has been pretty solid thus far. I can actually hit some complex combos on there. Nice. So yeah, yeah. I was watching your stream. It was it was looking pretty fucking good too. Yeah. And I like it's interesting because based on all the hullabaloo over the faces, you would think that you would be able to tell, right? Like, oh, yeah. It's like it makes no difference. No, you can only really tell during the, the story mode mm-hmm. and like a little bit on like the character select screen and stuff. But gameplay itself looks fine. Like all these people are shitting on the graphics. I do agree the UI is bland. I do agree that some of the faces were super wonky. But. It doesn't affect the gameplay at all, so stop bitching. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's completely fair. I don't know, man. What, how do you feel about the roster size? It uh, is this the final roster that's no, going to no, be out? Not okay. at all. They already have six DLC characters announced. So, oh, hold on. Sorry, I should rephrase that. Is this going to be the final release roster? Oh, that yes. Oh, geez. Yeah. So it's going to be. They're saying they're releasing all the DLC in pairs, and we're supposed to get six characters this year, and then probably 12 more characters next year, and then you're going to have a decent roster size. But as of right now, we have 30 characters, and I will say that is one of the biggest flaws of the game right now, is that the roster does feel small. That's an interesting thing to me. Like, Why wouldn't they release with more characters? I really think... A lot of the complaints and a lot of that is just them saving money because they reused a lot of animations. They reuse a lot of models like they reuse a lot of stuff. And that's I don't really have any issue with that, but that's definitely a sign of them trying to save money, which is probably why they didn't throw more characters in from the start because they can release six DLC characters for the low, low price of $20. That's an extra $20 that most people are going to pay. Yeah, unless if you decide to buy the season pass. There's only... They're offering a season pass, right? Yeah, which I think is the $20. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Instead of piecemeal, like, five bucks for each character set. Yeah, I think it's... Six dollars for two characters? Fuck. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I already... I, I got the season pass and everything like that I'm, i know i'm going to oh continue yeah playing because it. you got the ultra set yeah like i got the, the collector's edition yeah with the eggs and the figures and the beat up ass <laughs> chun li oh my god chun li got a black eye yeah they like fucked up the paint on that so her eyeshadow is like under her eye and it looks like she has a fucking black eye 
oh, that's really fucked. Yeah. How how are the other figures, though? The other figures actually look really clean, especially Iron Man and Mega Man. Like, those two look legit. Captain Marvel looks pretty good. Chun-Li, good aside from the face. <laughs> okay. But are they as advertised? No, they uh-huh. are not. They uh, <laughs> they look fucking dope in the uh, on the packaging and like the promotional photos, and they're pretty good. <laughs> they're not they're not bad, but they're not amazing like they looked. I bet there's gonna be a class action over it. Shit, there might be, but they do have a disclaimer on it that says contents may vary. Oh jeez, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a cop out. It is definitely a cop out. There may be some class action because, especially the the Infinity Stones look bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Compared to the way they looked on the box, like yeah, in the advertisements. Yeah, they look amazing in the fucking ad, and and it also it looked like you could take them out. It mm-hmm. looked like it's like a jewelry box. Well, no, it's a jewelry box with the jewelry so- sewed into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. They look cool when they're lit up, but not nearly as cool as the box set. <laughs> so, of of everything, the only thing that's really worth complaining about is the eggs. I would say so. Okay. I think my Chun figure is probably worse than average. Okay. Like, to the point where I could probably complain to Capcom and get a new one. I don't know if I want to go through all that effort, but we'll see. We'll see how I feel when I'm writing a letter to them. (laughs) (laughs) I would just tweet at them. Yeah, you know, I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) If you had any tips for somebody getting into it, like what what would you what would you tell them? Really, just experiment with it. Like, if you hadn't touched any of the Marvel games you probably are at a bit of an advantage compared to someone who played a little bit of Marvel 3 because it works similarly but so differently that you need to unlearn a bunch of stuff. So if you're totally fresh to it, just get in there, turn off auto combo, turn off everything, learn the game properly. Also, the mission mode, it's legitimately hard, so don't get discouraged. <laughs> like Okay. One thing that's interesting about this game is that it doesn't really reward really long, really optimized, stylish combos. Like, those combos do marginally more damage than really basic, short, easy combos. Like, you'll squeeze 6,000 damage out of a an average combo, and you'll squeeze 7,000 damage out of something optimized. So a lot of the time it's not even worth it to go for like the super swag stuff. It's cool and you can do it, which I like, but it's barely worth it. So don't worry about doing the stuff that F champ was showing off. Just worry about getting your hits in. That's the most important part. If you can get a hit, if you can block theirs, you're golden. Okay. Okay. So what are you placing in Evo next year? I'm making top eight, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you you think. (laughs) You heard it here first. If Chet doesn't place top eight, we're taking one of his pinkies. All right. (laughs) I'm putting it on the line. (laughs) I'm actually going to uh, SoCal Regionals this weekend. So, one, if you're in the area, come say hi. But, uh, yeah, if I win, as of right now, 
the brackets may change based on late entrance, but as of right now, if I win my first match, my second match is against Filipino champ. So there's a good chance that'll be on stream. So keep an eye out. <laughs> All right. I'll keep an eye out for you. Yeah. Because of course they would put Filipino champ on stream. Yeah. Yeah. And last I've played F champ three times in tournament. Now two of those times were on stream. Like they'll, I'm a known enough player that they want to put me on stream as well. Okay. And, and so I'm disappointed with the way that sentence ended. You said two two of the three times that you played Filipino champ, and I thought you were going to say I beat him. Oh, I've taken <laughs> rounds off of him. I haven't beaten him in a tournament set yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least what I'm, at least what I'm hoping for for you is that you don't get shut out three zero. Yeah, me too. But I feel I'm a little salty that he even entered because he had the game a week before everyone else. And he was playing the game before that. Like, oh. Him, Justin Wong, uh, UM Tyrant out of the UK. There's a few people who've had more access to the game than like anybody else. And he's one of them. And he's in this tournament with everyone else. Like, I think that's kind of shitty of him. I'm, I'm conflicted because I'm also like, fuck it. I want to fight him anyway. But... Come on, man. <laughs> the game came out this week for everyone else. Hopefully the prize pool isn't that big. It probably is going to be because people fly in. Or another dude that's in my bracket is from... Um, it's Poke Chop. I forget where he's from. I think he's East Coast somewhere. Okay. But like people are coming from all over the world because this is a big tournament. Are we going to get the return of Sanford Kelly? Yo, I don't know, man. Yeah, because Sanford was a Marvel 2 champion, and he didn't like Marvel 3 at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Anyway, that's enough Marvel talk. Yeah, we rattled off a good 35 minutes. I could go on longer, but (laughs) I don't want to alienate all of our listeners. Well, fair enough. We do that with anime weekly. 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 And shout outs to your Infinity Gauntlet shirt. Yeah, yeah. I'm rocking the uh, the TTF Infinity Gauntlet shirt. The TTF is a group of dudes that host tournaments down in uh, Santee on a, on a weekly. It's been going on since forever. It's a dirty-ass house where people just get drunk and play fighting games. Nice. And it's it's cool. It's It's been a San Diego staple for, for like at least 10 years now nice yeah okay okay well moving on uh we did something we did a group activity this weekend Jet. we did we got together as a as a group of friends yes and we watched it yes now i, I really liked it it was a cool movie i thought it was like a good uh like children going on an adventure movie yeah like i didn't really even see it as horror I know some people who were shook after that movie. Really? People were saying, oh my God, everyone who told me to see it, I hate it. I've had nightmares for the last three nights. Really? I don't know. People are babies. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't. I thought I was a huge pussy, but I didn't think it was all that scary. It was, it was like, it was a fun movie. I don't know. (laughs) There was like a really cool visual effects throughout. Yeah. And there wasn't anything that I thought was particularly creepy about Pennywise. Yeah, I mean, 
there were creepy parts like the the painting woman I thought oh was, yeah that oh yeah <laughs> i thought that was also kind of bad cg so it wasn't as scary yeah which you know it was meant to mimic the woman in the painting so i i yeah. forgive the kind of weird looking cg for it because it's appropriate for the character mm-hmm. but yeah no i thought it was a cool movie i don't really like horror movies and it had a lot of the same horror movie things that I didn't like. Like, oftentimes in horror movies, you'll get that the main characters are the only sane characters. So, like, in this movie, you have, there's what, six kids? Yeah. So, there's the six kids, and then a few of their parents are characters. They're all off their rocker. Then there's these bullies who are also way the fuck out there. Like, the parents, I can see what you're saying, because it was, like, weird. They were, like, hyper tropes of parents. I mean, with the exception of Bev's dad, which, I mean, like, I thought he was kind of a believable character. Yeah, he was believable, except rapey. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely, that's exactly what they were going for. Yeah, no, and, like, I would say that was a well-written rapey dad. Yes, but I'm also like, okay, who has a normal parent in this fucking town? <laughs> <laughs> the ones that you don't see, the yeah. black kids' parents. Yeah. <laughs> it was homeschooled. The, yeah, <laughs> there was a the so that one kid's mom in the tracksuit. Yeah, I thought she was like real over the top. Yes, that was weird. And uh, let's she see. also looked really strangely bloated. Yeah, yeah, like. like a, like a fat suit on an already large person. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was weird. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit strange. The bullies, I mean, like, I felt like the bullies were just dumb, dumb teenagers. You know what I they, mean? But they took it so much farther. Like, specifically the main bully. Yeah. But, like, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler or anything, but I guess, hey, spoilers. Like, he's trying to carve his name into the fat kid's stomach like that's not normal even for a bully although i agree with you it makes sense in the movie considering where he goes like what he ends up doing yeah and i'm kind of glad that they took that to the extreme because it's like if he didn't show like if they didn't acknowledge that this kid is insane then i would feel like that's just a shortcoming of writing in a vacuum like without him doing what he does at the end it would just be really fucking weird. Like, yeah. how has this kid not been in trouble in the city? Right. Yeah. Constantly why is this for killing kid, animals why and is shit? this kid not in prison of some sort? Yeah. His, spoiler alert. His dad is a cop. Right. So, and they don't allude to that at all no. during the movie. No, they definitely keep that a surprise. Yeah. So, th- I thought that was pretty well done. Yeah. They, they do kind of show some signs that he's a spoiled kid, given that he's 15 with a pretty nice car. Yeah, Trans Am, I believe. Yeah, I think so. So, like, okay, yeah, the kid was probably spoiled and, you know, doesn't have consequences. But still, like, damn, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, let's see, what else? I thought the kids did a pretty good job. There was one kid, though. One kid in particular that I didn't like at all in the movie. Was it the Jewish kid? yeah yeah because he just doesn't do anything he's um he he's like a real naggy kind of guy he's just like real complainy yeah they could have just i mean they had the other kid who was also the kid with his weird mom yeah but he was like 
neurotic. So it was almost endearing because he was kind of like Woody Allen as a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, before he marries his, daughter, his stepdaughter, his adopted daughter, excuse yes. me. Uh, yeah, he was he was endearing. The the Jewish kid was just real naggy. Yeah. It was just like, come on, dude, chill. He just doesn't want to do anything and then complains about a bunch of shit. Yeah. I thought... All the for the most part, all the kids did a good job. Yeah, like the black kid that's in it. I don't know why exactly he needed to be in it. Okay, so apparently Drake was telling me this because he had seen the old movie and read a synopsis of the book. But apparently, the he's supposed to be the historian. He's supposed to be the one that's like interested in the town and like discovering all the history and stuff. Because as adults, he sticks around and becomes the town librarian. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, for some reason they gave all of that to the fat kid. I don't Uh know why. But I guess they just didn't have enough for each of them to do. Maybe, because the black kid did just about nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's real shit, though. (laughs) He brought the little pistol, the little piston gun to kill animals with. Yeah. Yeah. You have that. And, oh, the shit that he was afraid of, I thought, like, so, spoilers, I guess, in It, what the clown is doing is he takes what people are afraid of and he increases the amount of fear they experience so he can eat them because they taste better when they're afraid. Yeah. So, at one point, the kid, like, this is, we walked into the movie a little bit late. Yeah. And I missed the the thing eating... Children, the, the first kid eating the first kid. I've, I'm real upset that I missed that. I really wanted to see that. Damn, it sucks. Denzel yeah. was there before any of us and got in late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was waiting outside eating ice cream. I like ice cream. Ice cream's delicious. Yeah. Ugh. So much pain though. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> um. So basically, he is afraid of like people dying in fires, more or less. Yeah. So. In one of the opening scenes with the kid, it's like hands trying to get out of a building that's on fire. And smoke is billowing out of a door. And the door just shoots open after like the bullies try to run him over or something. And then Pennywise is in the back of the building. And then you see his eyes glowing. And it's just like, oh shit, this is sick. This is fucking tight. It was real cool. It was real fucking cool. Yeah. And then towards the end as well, when the hands are coming out of Pennywise's mouth and they look like tentacles, mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool effect. There was some really cool effects at the end. Like, basically, at the end, they all confront Pennywise, like all the kids. So he's sitting there morphing between a bunch of different things. Like, he does this weird mouth open alien thing where it's like, trisects his face and it's all just teeth and glowing shit. Yeah, that was cool as and fuck. And then he gets like mantis claws and yeah, there's more from between a bunch of stuff and it was real cool. Yeah, man. There was there was some really neat shit in there. One thing that I didn't like a whole lot was the leper. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah, he, I just thought it was just like a really weird looking dude. Yeah, I, I figured it was some diseased person especially you know because of who it was but i didn't i definitely didn't 
acknowledge that as a leper. Yeah, I was just like, okay, he's sorry. This guy's got some sort of disability. Yeah, and you're afraid of him. That's you're very a ableist person. You're very ableist. Of it, you. it was the eighties. It was. It was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. I thought all in all, like they did a really good job at it. I didn't see the original movie where I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen the original nor read the book. Apparently in the book there's a an orgy at the end of the book. Yeah, real weird. Yeah, cuz it's five dudes and one girl. So what else would you do after your adventure? I think that's more so a gangbang than an orgy. I mean, unless I, if the dudes are fucking each other. True. I guess that would be a gangbang, but I think they all sit like all gangbangs are orgies, but not all the orgies are gangbangs kind of thing. Uh, fair enough. That could be it. <laughs> uh, one last thing that kind of like bugged me about that movie was uh, it supposedly takes place across three months, not counting the very beginning. Like when they first encounter Pennywise is in July and then... There's a brief moment. Now it's okay. Now it's in August. And then after they deal with Pennywise, it's September. The movie looks as though it takes place across three weeks. Yeah. Maybe. Because they still have, like, there's one point where they're throwing rocks at the bullies. And they, like, nail one of the bullies in the head. So he's got a, a pretty good cut. And then it skips ahead a month. And he still has that cut. Like, you haven't healed in a month, dog? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and after they finish fighting Pennywise, it goes from August to September. Yeah. But it seems like those conversations would happen directly after one another. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, was, they, the timing on that was real like real weird. It's a totally unnecessary thing for them to do as well. They could have just said, you know, like, one week later or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's not a whole nother month. Yeah, I don't know why they wanted to keep that in there. It could have it could have honestly taken place over three weeks. Yeah, there's no reason why it couldn't have. Yeah, and like there's definitely points where yes, some time has elapsed, but it's not three months. Yeah, and also one of the things that really weirded me out was I don't know how much time was supposed to have passed, but the point between July and August when the kids aren't dealing with Pennywise. Yeah, what happens then? Yeah, like, they all seem relatively relaxed. They're not having fucking nightmares about a fucking clown <laughs> or whatever. They're, it's It seems really weird, that weird gap that's just inserted in there. Yeah. Where everything is just fine. Eh, don't yeah, worry about we're it. We're good. Who's taking a break for a few weeks? <laughs> we're not scared. And then shit ramps up out of nowhere. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is Pennywise doing that entire time? Who's terrorizing other kids? I mean... Didn't they only one other kid went missing, right? In that time span? Yes. It was and they were posting signs for that person. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I got that fucked up. I'm not entirely sure. I know there was at least two other kids that died. Or no, there was one person one kid that died off screen and then another one that is barely acknowledged. Like you see it happen, but like no one really says like, oh, it got him. It yeah, yeah. It's. I bet it's because of who he was. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, oh one thing, two things that I wanted to touch on real quick, uh, as far as the effects go. Again, mm -hmm. the so the scenes when Pennywise is like the focus of the action, I really fucked with how they had the camera locked on his face 
and like everything else around him was moving. That was an interesting thing. But what that was a cool directorial technique, but the way that it, they had like motion blur on everything was a bit weird to me. Like, or they would have motion blur on his face too. Like he'd be nodding really fast. So it was like blurry. Yeah. I, I That kind of lost me a bit, but I did like that he was there, eyes front and center. You're looking at him. You have no choice. He's there and you're scared of him. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. Did you did you notice something? What was that? Whenever something scary was supposed to happen, they played like a loud sound. Didn't oh, they? the sound bothered me. Yes. They the movie basically told you you're scared right now because of this loud banging high pitched noise. There yeah, there was no there was definitely no subtlety to the scares. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if I look at it as a horror movie as much as it is just to me at least an action adventure movie. It's like Goonies, but with like horror elements yeah. with gore. Yeah. And the, oh, okay. Here's the last thing. The last thing that bothered me about the movie: Why is it that he just lets him live for so long? Instead of taking them when he has the chance. Because you see him take out other people. And other references make it to him taking out other people. But like... Yeah, you know, that is a good point. Like, I don't know, maybe want to let them ripen a bit. Let that let that fear stew in them. Possibly. But I, I don't... It just goes unexplained the entire movie. Yeah. It's really weird how they keep getting... And is he like afraid of daylight or something? Possibly. Because you see him... Well, he definitely goes outside. Yeah, you see him in the daytime, but there's a scene in a garage where everything ends once they open up the garage door. Yeah, it's... Also, another scene that I fuck with heavy. Oh, when he's all big in the garage? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. I need to. I would need to watch it again with the, keeping an eye of can he deal with daylight? Because I feel like when he's the leopard, like they're outside, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, they are. Yeah. So what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, real weird shit. I don't know about that one, but whatever. It was a cool movie. Yeah. If you I, like horror movies, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I fuck with it. it I might actually buy it. Like okay. I've, I truly enjoyed it that much. All I might right. need to go see it again first, but I really I I liked it. Cool. Let's see. Uh, did you watch Fateful Findings? Oh no, I didn't. But I did watch another movie of his, another Neil Breen movie called Double Down. Yes, it's the whole thing's on YouTube, and that movie was fucking unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, same with Fateful Findings. Okay. Yeah. Great. So I mean. When these reviewers are watching these movies, I think what I've noticed is that they're watching them with groups of their friends. Mm-hmm. And I sat here and I watched Fateful Findings by myself. Ooh. And I couldn't get through the first like 40 minutes. Yeah. I, I think I stopped at 30 <laughs> or something like that. I watched, I was watching Double Down with Nikki. And yeah, it was just Nikki and my roommate, basically everyone who lives in my house. And we watched it sober. And I was falling asleep because that movie is bland. Like, it's funny because it's so dumb, but it's bland as fuck. The whole movie is just narrated. And it's such a... 
I didn't realize how masturbatory the movie would be because it just opens with, I was an ace pilot, top of my class. I graduated as the top of my class of my hacking. I'm a one-man army. I'm the best. I'm the smartest person alive. Like, just all this, I'm the greatest kind of stuff. And he's literally just telling you this. There's nothing being shown because what's being shown is him driving through the desert and setting up his laptop and him eating tuna. And he's just telling you that he's the best. Never shows it? Not really. (laughs) Okay. Well, shit. A Fateful Findings is also on YouTube. I couldn't tell you what that movie's supposed to be about. (laughs) A guy finds a stone and gets hit by a car. Oh, all right. Good start. Uh, That's really all I could tell you. I had to stop watching it. I just didn't... Like, it was... It wasn't good. It was just basically like watching paint dry. It was, I mean, like if you watch reviewers on YouTube tear down some of these movies, you would think that it's a lot more dumb than it is. Yeah. But it's, it's dumb, but also very, very, very boring. It goes long periods of time without things actually happening. Yeah. That was, that was definitely the case with Double Down. It's like... Yeah, it has funny moments, you know, funny bad moments. But like, say Sharknado, for example. I've seen Sharknado 2. That movie's bad, but it's hilarious because it's so ridiculous. And you know that the movie isn't taking itself seriously. Like, even the premise is a joke. But things happen, you know. People die. People are running from shit. Like, there's, there's definite story arc and conflict and everything. Double Down was an unwatchable mess where the timeline is all over the place. There's flashbacks everywhere. There's narration the entire time. It's super bland. And, like, you can't tell what's real and what's a metaphor and what's a flashback and what's in present time because it's basically all one location. So, yeah, I had no idea what I was watching. (laughs) Fucking A. All right, well... You got anything else you want to add? Not to that. All right. Well, let's get into questions. All right. Uh, you can send us some questions on reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Uh, you can get on the subreddit. We have a weekly questions and comments thread where you can submit questions and things of that nature to us for the show. And we'll read them. Yeah. So the first question comes from more totem. He says, I've noticed you don't just watch some anime. You've watched a lot. You toss names around like North Korean missiles. So my question is, how do you live with yourselves? I've watched a small amount of anime all the way through, but I have the hardest time getting into most. Great show. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah, go fuck yourself too. Go fuck yourselves. I mean... I just throw it on in the background. I don't really think about it. He doesn't even understand Japanese, so he's throwing on subs in the background. He's just absor- absorbing all the Nihongo in his brain. Yep, I'm going to be a Nihong- fluent in Nihonglish soon uh, enough. Fucking kill me. Uh, I mean... Eh. Yeah, like, I don't think we watch that much anime. We watch probably, what, two or three shows in a season, if yeah. that. I mean, maybe for me, maybe two or three in a year. 
I mean, I might beat that this year because of Castlevania in itself. Yeah. The Jaden Smith anime that's out on Friday. Oh, man, I'm so ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, something else. I My Hero uh, Academia. So I'm about to hit three already. Yeah, I've, I've watched probably this year, probably about... 10 series and i'm watching more largely because of this show <laughs> nice oh ping pong as well yeah. holy shit i've watched a lot of anime this year yeah yeah but uh. largely because of this show like yeah. I, I was gonna watch castlevania regardless that's no question but like i feel like now i have a reason to actually catch up with stuff and watch shows that i hadn't before but i don't know i throw stuff on i'm also because i've been working at home doing freelance stuff i can watch things while i work which i wouldn't do at the office so yeah now i have more time to watch stuff i'm also watching more regular tv so nice yeah well i mean live with ourselves how everybody else does painfully that's right the next question from comes from 085X. He says, Que paso, amigos? My question is for Oni-chan, a.k.a. Hentai Swagmaster, a.k.a. Moe God. Moe AKA, God. A.k.a. Denzel. Which of the tackiest No Limit Records albums did you think was the coolest? I personally thought Slick the Shocker or Silk the Shocker Made Man was hilariously terrible. But I liked it when I was a teen. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Um, if you're talking about the covers of the No Limit Records albums by Pen and Pixels, I don't have a favorite. They're all pretty like bad looking. As far as <laughs> listening to the actual music, No Limit Records was trash all the way through. I've never thought they were good. I've never turned around on that. Masterpiece sucks. He's terrible. That entire record label, I'm glad it's gone. Damn. Fuck! I they like terrible. I like make him say uh. That's it. I I can't even listen to that. I like the beat. It was like, it was really simple, but it went pretty hard. So I liked that, and that's literally it. That's not a good enough reason. Oh yeah, no, not, not enough to like correct it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Norseman says I don't watch anime, but I occasionally get a glimpse of a show here and there. To me, anime looks about the same as it did back in 88 when Akira came out. Has anime changed in the last 20 to 25 years, or is it still basically the same in regard to story and format? It's funny that you would say that, because a lot of people think it's completely different as a genre. They're like, that it's all gone to moe garbage hell, and it's all terrible now. And I'm kind of inclined to agree. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... In the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, it was still more of a craft, even up until like the early 2000s. Yeah. Computers, I feel like, really fucked up a lot of things about anime. In ways, for sure. It just made everything easier to make. So back in the day, you really had to have something good in order to get it produced. And it wasn't, that's not to say that every anime was good back then, but it was at least everything back then was a project. Now you can just kind of throw whatever and it's cheap enough that it can get produced anyway. So, yeah, there's definitely some some cornerstones and tropes that will probably always be a part of anime. Or at least 
as we think about it mostly. But a lot of it has changed. Things are, are more geared toward younger audiences, more female audiences. I don't know. And it always follows trends. Like right now, idols are really hot, but they're going out of style. We're probably going to see more superhero stuff on the back of My Hero Academia. Shout outs to One Punch Man for bringing that back. Yeah. I mean, if if I feel like if that show wasn't as good and if that show and manga weren't as good as they are, that shit would have just... I mean, Boku no Hero wouldn't... I don't think it would be as popular as it is now without One Punch Man. Yeah. But it would still be popular. I think both of those rode a really nice riding, rising tide because... Uh, like the American superhero media is also very popular in Japan. Like Marvel is a big IP in Japan as well. So those guys are fans of our stuff. So then they're making their stuff. And then now, now they have more Japanese fans of superhero stuff. It, like they're really helping each other out right now. And we're probably going to see a bit of a decline in that stuff in America but a raise in that kind of stuff in Japan in the next five years, I would say. I look forward to it as long as the animation is solid. Yeah, both of those shows were very well animated. So Agreed, 100%. I, I'm totally fine with more of both. So Trevor Slattery asks, Hey guys, how do you feel about sticking with long-running mangas and animes? After Naruto, I hopped onto My Hero Academia and really enjoyed the first chapter. After the second one, I thought to myself that this was probably going to last 500 chapters and just bailed. I hate quitting series midway through, so it's either all or nothing. Should I just get back into it or just not bother with it because it's probably going to last forever? I find that this is probably going to be a, a manga that goes on for a very long time, but he probably has an end in sight at some point. Like... One Piece, for example, won't be ending in the next thousand chapters. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much to do. And we're already at like 870, something like that, oh, for geez. One Piece. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And there, uh, there's still so much to be done in the story. So that's going to take a while. But with uh, My Hero Academia... The obvious points to end it would be, okay, does he take down the villain alliance? Is that the end of it? Okay, does he graduate? Is that the end of it? Is it the end of the first year? Like, there's definite points where you can just end the story and it'll be okay. One Piece set up too much. Naruto set up too much. You know, it ha like Naruto had to end with him being the Hokage. Well, you can't just have him graduate school and then, oh, no, suddenly he's the Hokage. <laughs> you know, there's goals to each story and I think as long as that goal is something reasonable you can wrap up a story pretty well I think My Hero Academia the only goal is that he becomes the symbol of peace and that can happen kind of at any time as long as he accomplishes something lofty enough so yeah I, don't, I, I think it'll go a long time but I don't think it's going to be endless so if you're interested in it, you might as well just stick with it. If you think it's just going to be too long, 
then fuck it. You know, we'll just continue to talk about it and you'll be left out and you'll be a loser. <laughs> Think about that. Do you want that to be you? You fucking loser. I mean, long running. I don't know. Like anime, I won't do long running. I mean, if it's, oh boy, all I want is somebody to make like a super condensed version of the worthwhile things to watch in really long anime. Oh, and I'll man. probably just watch it. But if it's something like One Piece that's got a bajillion episodes, there's no fucking way I'd ever watch it. I think One Piece is probably the worst offender of that because it's it's long and it's slow, especially the anime. The manga moves right along, but the anime is slow as fuck. And same with uh, something like... Inuyasha. Oh, yeah, that was That just had a shitload of episodes for no reason. The story was just never going anywhere, ever. Yeah. Holy shit. But something like Boku no Hero Academia, I read ahead in the manga Mm -hmm. and I saw exactly what was going to happen this season. Yeah. And I said, no, I'm not going to read or watch this. (laughs) Like, it's because the stakes were too high in the first one. And then now it's kind of like low stakes throughout. And it's like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like it gets it, it gets ramps too, up yeah yeah but like the way that it started yeah it it started out pretty strong and like with high stakes there's a lot to risk here yeah and but. there's no way that at least in my mind it's basically like you know how in trailers now they have like quick cut action mm-hmm. in the first few and then they play the title card and get into the trailer yeah so that's how I felt about what they did with that manga. The first volume that they did was all like super hype action. And now what they're doing is trying to build back up to that point. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, it's not. I mean, I guess, of course, it's going to be a longer form of what I just explained in the trailer. Sure. But it's to me, it's not. I mean, I'll wait until it finishes, see how many volumes it is and then decide whether or not I'll read it as far as like. Something something like One Piece, I'll never read that. Yeah, I I definitely can't blame anyone who just does not want to get into it. For I mean, there's a million reasons not to get into it. I really like the series, but I only read it because I had hours of downtime at work. Several hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel bad for giving up on series either. It's, it's like, ah, I don't fucking care. Whatever. Yeah, I drop series all the time. Like, even series that I like, I'll just stop and then just never get back into them. Yeah. I, that's what I did with Berserk. Oh, I've done that with Berserk twice. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. That fucking goddammit. So Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, Back when I was in IT, the same place they got the dude jerking off, I got called down to fix a printer that wouldn't print. Turns out the didn't, printer didn't have any paper. Classic. But upon filling the tray of paper... The printer started dumping out about 60 pages of hardcore erotica. Apparently, the one night shift supervisor, this gigantic ginger man baby, was printing out stories from his company laptop and thought he was slick. What's some of the cringiest shit you've seen at work? Oh, boy. I don't have anything remotely near that. Yeah, that's that's bad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the only things, the only stories that I have are about people doing dumb shit. Like, I'm sure I've told this before, but one of my coworkers managed to get a laptop thrown away. Oh, yeah. Because she sat it on top of a trash can. Because she's an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. 
there there have been instances where at work I've been asked to like look at people's chat logs to see like what's happening and when and some of the shit going on in people's chat logs fucking a (laughs) like uh, all I can say about some of that shit that I saw was luckily they didn't ask me to show them everything and they Mm. asked me to show them just small chunks of it because it's just average conversation taking place with people but it's at work on work computers so when you talk about like Oh, this girl's this girl I work with her pussy really stinks, like that kind of oh. thing. Like it's just like Jesus Christ. Yeah, don't don't use work emails, work chats to talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, the place I worked last, I mean, they were everyone kept it pretty cool. Like there was nothing terrible that went down. Uh, but when I worked at Subway, this isn't really cringy. It's just kind of funny to me. Basically, the staff was either hardcore ravers, druggies, burnouts, or very religious. And like there was, I was pretty much the only in between. And uh, yeah, one of the burnout girls was 16. I think she broke her arm or like sprained her wrist or something. So she was on Percocet while at work. And she took said Percocet at work, but uh, this is the first and only time I'd ever seen someone crush it and snort it. Nice. <laughs> and on the clock, we're like, um, Ashley, uh, are you supposed to snort it? She's like, yeah, it works better that way. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, you do you, girl. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. I once did a stuntman shot in front of a bunch of my coworkers in the office. That's pretty good. Yeah. Because I'm live as fuck out here. Chia. If you don't know what a stuntman shot is, you can't afford it. <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we're going to skip voicemails today. I'm fucking gassed already. I understand. Uh, sorry. We'll play them next week. Uh, it's Sociopathic Sunshine. I'll shoot you a message on Reddit uh, to clarify whether or not you want me to read your question on air. And then we'll move on from there. Thanks, everybody, for listening again to Real Nerd Hours. You can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at... BushidoBrownSD. Excellent. You can subscribe to our subreddit at RealNerdHours.reddit.com. Ask us some questions. Engage in the community. Post some shit. Have some laughs. Um... You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Real Nerd Hours Podcast. And you can uh, support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Real Nerd Hours. Thank you everyone again for listening. Sorry about the voicemails and we will see you next Thursday. Y'all have a good night.